Welcome back to Bottled Water, everybody. We are here, not live. <clears throat> we're not live today. And we're going to talk about why we're not live today. Because my brain just can't take it anymore. I gots to get myself in a good place mentally. And there's a lot of scheduling conflicts. But today's guest is the one, the only, the emperor of the dolphins. The squeak, 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 squeak. You know what dolphins are? I've seen them. Seen dolphins and porpoises. Do you know a killer whale is just a big dolphin? Not really a whale. Let's bring them in. This is, oh my God, where's my mouse? Jazz Shaw. Hey, how's it going? Dude, good to see you again. Go. I was just on, I think, around Christmas, and now I'm back here again. It's yeah, amazing. you were. You had a very bottled Christmas, and now you are here for, well, it's probably a lot colder where you are now. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> no, so I there's, walked... there's people in Antarctica laughing at, I, I'm in upstate New York for people who mm -hmm. don't know. There's people in Antarctica laughing at us. They're like, oh, dude, that's got to be really cold. Oh yeah, yeah. You They're know. just like we, we oh, were down to thirty below at our camp. You know, it's like mm -hmm. crazy. It's so. Oh my god, it, it's been crazy since the last time you were on, and it's only it's not been that long, right? Yeah, it's been a crazy season, particular particularly in ufology. I mean, it's. There's been a yeah. lot of nuts stuff going on, and there's a lot more coming pretty soon, I think. Well, I can't, I can't wait for for the new stuff to to come out, and I guess that brings me to why I'm not doing a live show and why I'm moving into this uh, pre-recorded uh, thing is because last week I had uh, Generation Z on, I had Dave. From Generation Z podcast. Yep. What a wonderful conversation. Loved every minute of it. What nobody knows is, <clears throat> except for Dave, I was at work Saturday, last Saturday. I, I do on call. I work at a water treatment plant. So every three weeks I'm on call. And I was sweating how I was going to get this episode to work. We had a major incident and I was at work from 7.15, 7.30 in the morning to almost 5.30 and racing 40 miles to get back to my house because that's how far away the plant is to get the podcast started when it needed to start. So to eliminate that stress of Holy crap, can I do this? Can I can I make the time hacks and everything else? If I pre-record them, put them up, you know, that works better for me. I'm I'm gonna miss the the live chat because the live chat's always kind of kind of crazy on my show. But I just Yeah, that's my big thing. I I I always like the audience interaction. I mean, that seems like you know, it's your show. It's a decision you got to make. But mm -hmm. man, if you if if you miss out on the live interaction and people asking questions, you know, it it does kind of limit the conversation a little more and breaking things that come up. So up it to does. You. you know, it's your show. Yeah, I mean, it does. But I think uh, what I'll do here in the short term is start putting out. Uh, I'm going to have this person on the show this week. Do you have any questions for them? like put them in this tweet or whatever. Right. And then I can pull them up and I know it's not the same as being live, but the, the amount of stress of doing a live show when, and I was literally monitoring the water plant, texting the other guy who was on call because we had a, an issue and it, like my brain was fried. So it is what it is. Indeed. And I get it. It's one week that I do this on-call thing, but the stress involved with it when you're making drinking water for people, which is also funny that bottled water makes water. Hmm. 
So. I should probably change my name to Bottled Martinis. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, I no, want everybody to want everybody to see my tactical beer. Clearly, this is a uh, OIF Operation Iraqi Freedom beer because it's desert tan. Um. Maybe I'll get one for the next war that's about to happen, or might happen, might not happen. Mm, do you want to do politics on this show, really? I want to do everything. Because, I mean, I, I write about the whole situation with Russia and Ukraine and all that, but it's not what, like, what, it's not what I like to talk about on my day off. You know? Oh, no. Yeah, but, yeah. It's concerning. Sure. The whole world's concerning. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've posted a few uh, anti-war tweets, which I'm a veteran. You're a veteran. I think it's a really bad idea. I War with Russia? Yeah. Why would you think that was a bad idea? Why would that be horrible? I mean, God, think of the money everybody's going to make. You know? I mean, war with Russia would be just... Yeah, that oh, my stocks would love it. I don't. I don't think uh, it's going to happen from the recent developments that I've been getting feedback on from Washington in the last couple of days. Um, there's there's been a lot of movement, but here we go talking about it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think there's still there's a number of escape ramps where we don't wind up yeah. actually in a war with Russia. There may be a limited war locally, but I don't think there's like a pan-european war coming and yeah i hope I, I'm I, right. I hope i'm right about that i hope you're right too I, I don't want any of that to happen i want this all to de-escalate and just everybody chill the hell out and let's let's get back to just normal life let's not worry about things like that i was in korea in 2012 the very beginning of 2012 when uh Kim Jong, the little mm. fat one who likes cheese, Rocket Kim Man, yeah, was uh, threatening to nuke us. Like oh, that's this, his hobby. Yeah, yeah he's he just like, ah, we're gonna nuke the Americans, and it was like the second day we were there. <laughs> and I, I have not been to Korea since 1981, just to aid, just to date myself. You know, I bet last it time I was back then too. Um. You know what? Back then, there wasn't so much international tension, and yeah. we went to uh, Pusan and Incheon. And... Into Pusan. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. Back then, things are pretty calm. It was really just a party town, and they had we mm -hmm. had Russian ships showing up the same time as uh, American ships. You know, and and we'd go out there and and we'd get in bar brawls with the with the Soviets. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, just out in the town, you know, and it was just like you know, hotels and bars full of hookers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And nobody was worried about international geopolitics or anything. It was yeah, just it like was where, just... where, where you spending your money, sailor boy, you know, <laughs> yeah. th that was pretty much, that was the big debate of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it was horribly dirty. I caught several diseases just from eating barbecue um, oh, going man. around in, in Pusan in particular, there's people selling barbecue on, in, and you only find out later from the doctor, what they're actually selling you is dog. Yeah. Dog know? or cat. Yeah. And you know, we're getting barbecue sandwiches and really horrific beer, you know, and it's like, Oh, what happened? Uh, I don't know. I, I drank this beer that made me sick for a week and a half. And apparently I ate a dog, you know, it's like, but then you come home, you survive and you have a story to tell, Yeah, you know, and it's like, so. I felt bad, but that, well, so, back then I didn't really feel that bad. So that's funny because me and my buddy, we, uh, so we were doing that big annual exercise that they have with South Korea every year. And we went to this little like ramen hut restaurant type thing. And my friend orders bugogi, which is traditionally ah. supposed to be beef. Supposed Supposedly. to be beef. How much, and do, do me a favor, tell me you, you you've been around South Korea. How yeah, many cows South, have you ever seen? None. Never. 
Never there, saw a cow. There's like eight guys that have cows there, and they're all millionaires. And they don't <laughs> yes. give those cows to anybody. No. So this dude orders bugogi, and I just ordered ramen every time we went anywhere. I was like, I'm going to get ramen with like shrimp, some type of fish in it. And he's eating his bugogi, and I'm like, man, that looks really good. Looks like an awesome dish, but I just don't trust it here. And he he's got he's got his chopsticks, and he goes in and he pulls a chunk of, of meat out that's supposed to be beef, and there's literally a claw. Well, like, you know, cows with or, claws. They're aliens. yes, cows. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they yeah, velociraptor they cows, and right, yeah. He drops it and just goes. I've been eating a cat and I'm just sitting there eating my ramen. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't know. Have you seen a cow ever? We've you know, been here for five we, weeks. We got to swing eventually back over to the actual topic people tuned in for, but I will tell you another place. If you were going back, particularly in the late seventies, early eighties, if back when we still had a base in the Philippines, mm. um, I met a, girl who worked at one of the bars out there uh in the philippines at uh on meg right off the one main base we had and i i wound up going back to her place and well i hope my wife doesn't watch this uh and she had a dog and i and I, i've always been a huge we've had pets our entire life big animal oh, fans. Yeah. and i was like oh you know what's your dog's name she said asshole and i was like and I know I realize English is limited in some places. Yeah. And then she later was like, well, "We're just fattening them up," you know. And <laughs> oh I was like, "God, wow! I have <sighs> come into an entirely different culture." Yeah, they, you know, it, it's it's amazing to see different cultures, and I think more people should get the opportunity to do it because it, it maybe not that culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not that culture. <laughs> You're not wrong there. But it's it's good for for people to experience different cultures and leading into what this podcast is usually about. When we talk about UFOs and aliens, we don't really consider what their culture might be. Like what what are their societal norms? How do they operate? And I I understand we have to get to the point of identifying who is doing what but how would that culture shock affect us just That's as a, a whole. fascinating question i mean think about the difference between you or me growing up mm -hmm. in the united states or an english speaking speaking country and going to some place like patia beach thailand or korea you know and we were just discussing, you know, like the really shocking differences. Mm -hmm. Now multiply that out to meeting someone or some, we, well, I don't want to say something that's kind of insulting, An you know, entity. some, someone and some entity that evolved in an entirely different environment. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the physical environment was different the competitive environment between species assuming there were is different you know but particularly do, do they have the same mental processes this is something everybody a lot of shows and i do some network stuff and people always ask about that you know it's like Did he freeze? Oh, okay. You froze for a second. Oh, wow. Sorry. Um, <laughs> looked like my connection was good. Anyway, what I was saying was, you know, we have these culture clashes here. Mm. But if you met someone or something, and again, I'll, I'll say, probably shouldn't say something, that came up in such a radically different environment, would and again, that's what I started to say. I, I go on various network shows and things like that, you know, yeah. and, and people always ask that. It's like, what do they want? Why are they here watching us? What, mm -hmm. are, are they interacting? Are they abducting people? W what are they doing? What is their purpose and why won't they talk to us? 
I think all of those questions are questions that a lot of us have. They're very yeah. valid questions. But every time I hear them, my immediate gut response after thinking about this for many, many years is we're, we're kind of anthropomorphizing them. We're yeah. kind of making it a human-centric question. Like, mm -hmm. well, if we went to another planet, what would we be doing? You know, and, and we can come up with answers like, oh, we'd be interested in the science. Uh, maybe we would want the resources. You know, maybe we'd be interested in conquering. Maybe we're just studying and observing. What if they're not interested in any of that? What if they're doing something entirely different because their yeah. motivations are so different than ours that we could never understand them? You know, and part of that comes back to like uh, Johnny Altenny, you know, his question about, you know, how are you going to react to them? What's the relationship going to be like? Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, he asked the question, when's the last time you got on a plane and flew halfway around the planet to teach a cat algebra? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the answer is, well, we wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, if we're the cats, then maybe they're just here for, do they need resources? I like to write that one off right off the bat. Yeah, because what it's worth, dude. Because every resource we have here, just in our own solar system, mm -hmm. do you want water? There's entire asteroids made out of water out there. Yep. You know, do you want gold? There, there's massive amounts of gold that humans are hungry to go mm -hmm. and start mining on in the asteroid belt. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, every precious metal you could imagine, it's all sitting out there. Why would you go bother messing with the cats down on Earth and yep. having to go through the atmosphere and land and deal with them looking at you with binoculars when you can get all that crap just floating around out there? So, oh, yeah, no, I don't everywhere. think that's it. I, I do sort of like the scientist theory. Um, like, well, here's a different species we never studied before. Mm -hmm. But am I really concerned what the ants care when I go to look at the anthill? <laughs> Probably not so much. No. And the last qualifier, and I want to hear your take on this. We still don't know there's a they. We don't right. know if there's an, I mean, I've, I, if you've followed my appearances on things, mm -hmm. my wife and I have had four different sightings in the last 14 months. Okay. I've never seen any beings. I've never seen any aliens. I've, I've never been abducted. Right. That I know of. Anyway, that you know of, yeah. Really good with that screen memory stuff. The, the things in the sky that we're seeing, if you don't get offended by the whole nuts and bolts side of the discussion, those that could just be super intelligent AI that yeah. somebody else made and is self-replicating and mm -hmm. is going around the galaxy and just gathering data and doing whatever it does. They they might have the 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 intelligence, the intellect, the mechanics. For, and it's not a terrible theory might have outlived whoever made it originally they could be extinct oh yeah you know and we could just be dealing with machines right yep. i mean we don't know that and so, and what's what what's the emotional level of a machine what are the zero i mean would a machine ever develop compassion would an artificial intelligence ever develop mm -hmm. an intellect that would be oh, maybe I should take into consideration the impact I'm having on these things that I'm studying. I don't know the answers, but I think they're fascinating questions. And if it's AI, I mean, you could be making a lot of really bad assumptions about, oh, we'll reason with them. You know, it's the uh, it's the light people. They're here to help yeah. us. Meanwhile, the robot's like, eh, you know, moving on. And now we're going to study the antelope, you know, mm -hmm. and you're done, you know. Yeah. No, I, I don't we, think we know, and I don't think we can know yet. I, I think we need some examples. We need some yeah. biology. We need some good specimens. Um, yeah, and you you bring up a lot of really good points, and I agree 100% they're not here for resources. That's just the... It, it, it doesn't make any sense. No, that's the Independence Day Hollywood ideal Right. ideology that aliens are coming to earth for our resources why they're everywhere literally everywhere and, and, in and just, just in terms of expenditure of resources and energy to get those resources 
going to a planet with an atmosphere and having to go through the atmosphere and land and deal with all the creepy monkey people that are out looking for you and all that and trying not to be seen and getting Mm -hmm. some water and leaving. Compare that to the effort required to go to one of the moons of Jupiter that's literally a ball of ice and water and there's nobody there. Just go and stick a tube in the son of a bitch. Yeah, just go to Europa and get all the water you want. Just take all you want. You know, go to the asteroid belt. You can find everything. No, it makes no sense to me. Anybody smart enough to make their way through the void of space, if that's your impetus, I would say if I found an occupied planet, that's just a huge hassle compared oh, yeah. to something I could do compared to going to the gas station. You know? Yeah. And, and so, no, that makes at, no sense to me. If they have the ability to travel across the stars and do it in a manner that is way more advanced than anything that we could possibly have in like the next hundred years or so, our are they really not capable of combining hydrogen and oxygen and making water? Good point. Good point. Unless, and we're skipping over an important point here, maybe they're not from another star system. Maybe mm-hmm. they're dolphins. So if they're coming <laughs> they from here and going out, that's a lot more work when there's a lot of water here right yes. so if it's dolphins well then maybe yeah they're here for the water so you are the dolphin king can you emperor ex- emperor sorry sorry my bad that's okay ex- we're, gonna, we're gonna save you a, we're gonna save you a nice room <laughs> with a blanket in the re-education facilities when we oh, take over. good yes what we're gonna save you a spot dude awesome can uh the lights blink every 10 seconds just to throw me off every now and again uh, you're not going to be able to get any electricity for a while, but there'll be water and blankets. Oh, so, good. <laughs> the occasional fish. You know. Thanks for all the free fish. We're out. So can you explain the dolphin theory and how you came to it and how you have become the dolphin emperor? Okay, for anybody who ever missed it, um, since we're recording this ahead of time, I will send you the link if you can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um. Back during, you remember the big phone home on UCR, right? Yeah. I was, I was part of that. And during one of my appearances there, the whole discussion we're having about who are they, who's running all this, you know, uh, these things we're seeing had come up. And I was in the middle of developing, for lack of a better term, this thought experiment. Mm-hmm. And because, excuse me. <coughs> Oh, thank you. Yes. Deodorant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we we had, I, I just, I had this idea that everybody's asking, is it the greys? Is it the reptilians? Is mm-hmm. it the insectoids? The Venusians? Is it time travelers? All these things, if, if you want to look at the phenomena and try to assign one of these as the culprits, right? There's huge assumptions you have to make. Like, oh, yeah. It, you know, if it's time travelers, well, then time travel has to be possible. And somebody had to figure it out and then come back here. And can you travel backwards in time? It, if it's somebody from another star system, say nothing of another galaxy, that's a huge distance to travel. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of assumptions you're making, like, wow, somebody had to do that. And it occurred to me, it's like, well, we're seeing things in the sky we can't explain. And I just, I launched into the thought experiment. It was like, for every argument you make, how you could overcome all those barriers, I could make an argument that it could be dolphins. Oh, you yeah. Know, because, and I wound up publishing this like 4,000 some hundred word article at the debrief um, where I went through the whole thing. And it was like, you can say that, oh, well, it's impossible to cross the uh, chasms of interstellar space. Well, the dolphins are already here, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're the smartest people here. Well, do we know that? <laughs> dolphins, we already know that dolphins walked on the land yep. 5 million years ago. No, I'm sorry, 45 million yeah. years ago. 
people didn't come down from the trees until five million years ago. Mm -hmm. And our our skulls were like a third of the size they are now. 45 yeah. million years ago, the dolphins were on four legs up on the land and their brains were as big as they are now. It's like, what were they thinking about? What were they doing? You know, and from there, I just walked down this path. I was like, maybe they came out of the water and looked around and was like, this sucked. And but we're going to go back in the water. <laughs> but they got these huge brains. But they were up there and they could look up. They could see the sky. It's like, what are those points of light? We'd like to know. And with big enough brains and a long enough amount of time to develop perhaps some extraordinary abilities like telekinesis, the ability mm -hmm. to manipulate things with your mind, which humans believe in today, many of them do, yep. maybe they could go and hide and start building technology. And would we know? Well, we think we would know because we think we're the smartest things on the planet. Yeah, but there's so but much we don't say, even understand. And it's like we have better maps of the entirety of the moon and Mars than we do of the deep oceans. Mm -hmm. How do you know what's down there? Maybe they went back into the water and they re-evolved. And there's so many legends of like mermaids and merpeople and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been down there and like building their own spaceships and now they're coming up <laughs> and being like, oh, thanks for all the fish, but screw you, you <laughs> yeah. know. And they're zooming around and going out and checking stuff out, you know. I'm not saying that's the reality. I'm just saying is my answer any more crazy than you saying that some little scrawny gray things from Zeta Reticuli <laughs> traveled 47 uh -huh. light years and came here and are abducting you to uh, steal your sperm and make alien hybrids? Yeah, no, the right? Dolphin, by the way, the dolphin males, every time you put them in a pool with human females, they're always trying to have sex with them. Yep. Why isn't that a breeding program? Maybe mm -hmm. that's their secret breeding program. They're that's doing how hybrids, they do it. <laughs> you know, uh, so, the whole thing, like every point up and down the line, if you go mm -hmm. and not, like I said, I'll give you the, the link, but every argument you make in favor of all of these other things, an equally, you know, plausible argument could be made for super intelligent dolphins that have hidden themselves mm -hmm. from us because they were, they had a, 45 million year head start on us. Oh yeah. And they have giant brains. Is like is my is my answer really that much more crazy than reptilians? Not really. Not really. You know? And I, I wasn't saying it's the case. I'm just saying as a thought experiment. No, but let's it, consider all the possibilities. So it's probably less crazy than reptilians because how many smart reptiles do we do we have examples of? Reptiles have been around for oh way longer than us way longer way down and back in the cretaceous period there were reptiles has anybody seen a reptile you know solve a problem no even i've never seen a reptile identify the color blue I've seen dolphins do it i've seen birds do it you know you know who does solve problems <clears throat> who's that octopi and squids they are really smart, like scary Extremely smart. Extremely intelligent. And they have weird, like double neural networks. I personally, I have heard people make the case. Mm -hmm. They're probably aliens. That's probably something that arrived here after we did. Yeah. Because it's so different than everything else. And they're really smart. They, they are. Um, and there's, I, I've seen several like uh, Nat Geo and uh, Science com articles about how octopi are probably not originated on earth we should probably stop saying that by the way it's octopuses but um well no there, there was no latin word for octopus so right. the plural isn't octopi so it's octopuses i i'm sorry i'm a writer and i'm an editor and that's one well, of those things Pet if they peeve. don't know the plural for moose is moose right but the plural for octopus is octopuses, even though it sounds horrible to say an octopi sounds so much cooler. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm totally on board with what you're saying. Um, I I think I, I'm personally, I have no proof. I don't think anybody does. I'm sort of a believer in the whole panspermia thing. Mm -hmm. Like anywhere that solid planets form, particularly the ones that attract water, and some gases and maybe have an atmosphere there's probably crap raining down mm -hmm. that has the chance to take root 
my big moment of revelation for that was the International Space Station a few years ago. Somebody went to clean one of the windows on it and went to wipe something off and it didn't come off it was because it turned out because it was on the outside and oh. it was a living uh, like <laughs> this green slime stuff that was growing in the dead of space. Yeah, total it's a vacuum, vacuum. Yeah. getting exposed to the sun and it was living out there. I saw that story and I was like, you know what? I bet you the entire damn universe is lousy with life. It's oh, just, yeah, it's everywhere. And wherever it lands, if it's got a really rich environment, it probably evolves. And yeah. that, that's my take. I have no proof of it. But that internet, that ISS thing, that was what convinced me. I, I think everything is just, there was a bunch of matter where it all came from. We don't know. It formed into planets and asteroids and stars and all that. Life is probably, and this is a controversial statement, I apologize in advance. Matter was the original, matter and energy was the original form of the universe. Right. This universe, there may be many universes, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Life, in a way, including us, is sort of the cancer on the universe because it evolves that. and grows up and then starts impacting all the matter and fucking it up. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Are, are no, we... you can swear on my channel. I do it can all we? the time. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We can I'm, say I'm whatever sailor. the fuck we want. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's like life may actually be the aberration, you know? And yeah. that's, you know, any religious person, I apologize to you in advance, but maybe the natural state was just matter and energy. But then life started latching on to all that and being like, oh, wow, here's a good place. It starts growing and evolving and doing that. Yeah. And look what our planet looks like now compared to 20,000 years ago. It's like compared uh, to 3,000 years entirely ago. good, you know. Yeah. I and mean, what, what would you, aliens do, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up a good point. Life is, is it's Could be natural, ubiquitous. but it's not natural. I mean, it, it makes sense if the universe was just full of elements and planets and rock and all the other little things that float around their stars. Life is extremely interesting. It, it's oh yeah how it came about. How it came about. I almost said a boot. I've been talking to a lot of Canadians. I love that. <laughs> what's all that a boot? Yeah. What's all that a boot? But if you look at it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. So you have a planet, like billions and trillions of other planets, and there's water. How did life start? Did a lightning bolt hit a puddle that just happened to have the right, you know, chemicals in it, and then that sparked life? Well, now, now you're getting down, dude, to the ultimate question. I mean, anybody who's a Star Trek Next Generation fan mm -hmm. probably remembers the penultimate uh, episode uh, where Q was out there explaining, you know, where life originated and how it could yeah. have been disrupted. Because there's the little mm -hmm. pond of scum and the different things are coming together and then suddenly it gets disrupted and there's no life. That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, does that have to happen... Would that happen randomly on every planet where there's water and all of the things that rain down mm -hmm. until something arises on its own? Or did it happen once and then, I don't know, the planet blows up or things blow off of it or whatever, and it just starts spreading like a disease through, <coughs> excuse me, through the entire cosmos and mm -hmm. starts raining down everywhere else? It's like if we found life on another planet in our solar system, if we found life on um, a planet or body orbiting another star, if we get advanced enough to go check that out, would it all wind up having DNA? Would it all wind up, you know, probably wildly different as it yeah. evolved? But with the with the base origins, would it all be that same, here's where life came from and we built DNA and you build out from here, and then you evolve and do, you know, whatever works for you in that environment. Is it all the same? Or did it happen independently in some 
you know, potentially unlimited number of different places, and now it's all clashing with each other. If you meet a gray, yeah. does the gray have DNA? I mean, these are questions that keep me up at night, dude. Seriously. Mm -hmm. It's like they, they may not be in any way related, or they could be cousins, and we just landed here later, and they're ahead of us. Yeah. You know? So I, I want to show this. Um, do, 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 screen. So this right here, we are looking at NASA finds organic material, mysterious methane on Mars. That's kind of a big deal. Methane. Yeah, it's from 2018. I remember that story. Yeah. Methane kind of, it, it's not. Well, yeah, methane can be what's called a biosignature. Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a biosignature we have seen methane in the atmospheres of mm -hmm. moons that have no observable life right here in our own solar system yeah. um there's one moon of jupiter that is almost entirely um, hydrocarbons yeah you know and there's a ton of methane there it's just because there was a bunch of carbon and hydrogen that settled together and started cooking as far as we can tell you know uh it didn't develop in any life we recognize and we even put a probe down there and looked mm -hmm. uh, there may be some but you know we haven't so seen anything yet there's uh there's another article that just came out like a week ago i just found it it's uh similar here we go the new orbiter Okay, I guess we're looking at an ad for Aqua Sunsa, whatever that is. I don't know. Does it make martinis? I'll sign up. <laughs> oh, that's because I'm on MSN, of course. So they found more traces of water, found signs of liquid water on the red planet as recently right. as two to two and a half billion years ago. Yep. And actually, there's some traces today in some deep canyons. Yeah, but yeah, they think that water. Um, I was just talking to Micah Hanks, and he did a thing on this week's episode of his podcast, uh, talking to Christina Gomez about that story. Mm -hmm. And it, it's an amazing discovery. It's like there was probably water earlier on Mars and later than we yeah. thought, and then something happened, and it all got blown away, and the atmosphere got blown away. And there's a lot of theories about that was oh, there life during that period but yeah it it was a viable planet it had mm -hmm. a lower gravity but it had water running could have been life um we don't know but we're still we're taking baby steps on mars right now mm -hmm. i i we need to find a fossil or something yeah you know like something i'm not to saying solidify. there's somebody walking there's not martians walking around now i'm not saying mm -hmm. that maybe there are but you know, we need to find something like just give us a, a little fish bone, mm -hmm. you know, in one of these lake beds. Like, oh, or, yeah, or, there was water here. Yeah. And oh, by the way, there was a fish. Well, yeah. then even, even a mullet story, right? Yeah. It could, it could be as simple as a clam or a shell. Yeah. yeah. That's all it has to be. Something just... biological mm -hmm. that had the ability to harden into a fossil. Anything like that, the whole story changes. Now we got to get somebody and something up there to collect samples, bring it back, test it, and do the question you and I were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Did it have DNA? Was it the same kind of DNA if it does? Yeah. Was it something entirely different? Because then you start, without having to go to another star system, you get closer to answering the question, was there a second genesis? Mm -hmm. And if there was a second genesis, were there a trillion genesis? You know? Yeah, how far does it go? And like, humanity has a big vested interest in knowing the answer to that question. Uh, particularly when we consider the religious thing. It's like, we were always told, you know, it's just us, you know. We were created, and there's life. And if you find life that's not related to us and doesn't have the same biological origins, wow, there's a whole new oh, yeah. complicated question coming. 
Yeah, because like looking at DNA, are they comprised of different amino acids and in a helical, you know, connection? And that's right. How different can it be? Yeah, like are or, they or, or carbon like, based or? I mean, I, I've, I've read a couple of studies. You know, smart people who said there could be life forms out there that don't even have DNA. DNA is required for us. When I yes. say us, I don't just mean humans. Every life form we know of on the planet mm -hmm. to be able to structure itself and reproduce itself yeah. and make a successfully reproducing species. And the DNA passes on the genetic information to mm -hmm. go from one generation to the next. It can evolve. It can do all that. There could be an entirely different system somewhere else where, you know, they cooked up something we can't even imagine that allows for the two basic fundamentals that pretty much everybody agrees with. Number one, you have to be able to stay alive. Yeah. Number two, you have to either live forever or you have to be able to reproduce and spread out your seed yeah. and multiply. You have to do one of those two things or your footprint is really short. You know, mm -hmm. if you can't do either of those, but if we found something that, didn't have DNA that we recognize and it still evolved, then it did it in an entirely different way that we can't even imagine. Now we're into a whole new area of science that yeah. nobody's even imagined yet. And and there's the uh there's a small theory that humans aren't really this is gonna sound crazy. Um Oh, we don't have anything crazy on this fucking show. <laughs> so I, I have my own theory about origins of humans. Okay. If you look at every single species on this planet, aside from humans and some of the great apes, we are hilariously outgunned for the first 12, maybe 15 years of our lives, even a, a small elephant, a, a two or three year old elephant can defend itself and it's got the herd. Humans, we have no claws. We have well, nothing. Well, we have nails, but they're not but, good claws. Yeah, and they're they're horrible. They, yeah, we don't they have long, teeth, they we don't have big fangs. Yeah, we have no natural ability no, we were terrible predators. Horrible, horrible predators. It's amazing that we existed as long as we did to get to the point to where we're at. But if you look at, uh, say, a tiger cub, what, six months and it's lethal? Look at dogs. Probably. Yeah. Dogs are dependent for about, yeah, four to six months until they're able to go out on their own and do their own thing. Yep. Sharks are immediately lethal. Yeah. To relative to their size. And then you have people 18 years to mature 25 or what is it? 25 years almost to mature. And for, for the little bone to, to, you know, close up in our heads, we are horrible. Well, if we go this... back, if we go back to, really prehistoric days we do start to get viable pre-puberty a little bit like maybe 10 years you might be able to run away and hide mm -hmm. or catch a small animal or something like that but yeah no i totally take your point yeah it's it's amazing that this whole wild world and a lot of people have never seen a wild like actually interacted with wild animals it's entirely different if when you interact with a wild animal not at a I zoo. think I know your point but go ahead and make it because <clears throat> I have a, I actually have an answer to that but go ahead make your point Yeah it, we it almost feels like what we live in is completely artificial designed for our success That that's one possibility. I've heard that theory. Um, also, there is a parallel theory that brains evolve at a rate necessary to ensure survival of the species. 
we were terrible predators. We were mediocre at defending ourselves. But our brains evolved really quickly and we started using tools and things like that because we didn't have the claws. We didn't have all the other natural abilities. I would flip that conversation around and look at the saltwater crocodile. Mm-hmm. The saltwater crocodile, we have examples. Uh, I think the record right now, today, I posted a picture about a year ago on social media of one of the biggest ones that was ever caught. It was damn near 40 feet long. That's a big fucking But crocodile. if you go look at the fossil record, back when the dinosaurs were still around, mm-hmm. the crocodiles were there. They looked the same they do now just a little bigger yeah you know and they really haven't changed at all and the one theory that i liked from an interview i did for the debrief with a biologist was the idea that animals evolve they either go extinct or they Mm -hmm. evolve until they don't need to evolve anymore right crocodiles arrived on the scene aside from being a little too small in an almost perfect form oh yeah they got a lot bigger and nothing fucked with saltwater crocodiles no nothing and they fucked with whatever they wanted to mm-hmm. and they ate whatever they, they stopped evolving they stopped evolving when the yeah they didn't need to they look the same now as they did then we came on the scene and we were initially these little rodents that were hiding from the dinosaurs and then You know, the dinosaurs were gone and a few of the little rodents survived and they came down from the trees and they're getting hunted by shit. And there's only Mm -hmm. a handful of them that finally got smart enough to go, oh, man, we got to deal with this shit, you know, or we're not going anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's the other school of thought. It, It didn't necessarily need to be an intervention. It's the idea. And there are biologists who put this out there. Like I said, I've interviewed a couple of them that we would not have evolved the big brains we have right now if we weren't such crappy predators yeah if we weren't so easily slain prey we either wouldn't be here today Mm -hmm. or we were forced into dudes dudettes we got to do something about this shit we're getting killed off you know let's get a stick and and sharpen it and hit something or you know hide in a tree or whatever right and i I don't discount that entirely. I I think it's possible that, you know, mice aren't big, right? And that was the other example. This one uh, female scientist I interviewed, she she talked about that extensively. Mice are not great predators of anything bigger than insects. Yeah. And they're very tasty and they can kind of dig and hide in holes. They figured out their own, maybe, figured out it's probably the wrong word they developed their own strategy mm-hmm. of breeding prodigiously being able to live in multiple environments above and below ground mm-hmm. you know and today mice outnumber us by a billion to one. Oh yeah rodents you know, they're everywhere yeah. are they alligators crocodiles are they alpha nope. no they came up with a survival strategy yeah so power in numbers right is it yeah, it, it's power in numbers, but it's also a lot of animals have the thing. If I fish in particular, if I produce a thousand eggs, mm-hmm. I only need like three of them to survive. Yeah. And the next generation goes forward. Yep. We rely on if I have three kids one or two or three, one or two better survive or we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was taken by her argument that mice are a great example. It's like mice in some ways are arguably more successful than we are yeah they're everywhere every environment they outnumber us massively and they are not great predators no they are omnivores like us they can eat almost anything that's another big advantage we have you know animals that are really specific they can only eat a certain thing once that thing goes away they go away yeah we were omnivores early on our teeth shut we have incisors mm-hmm. in the front, molars in the back. We can eat meat. We can eat plants. Whatever's available, we eat it. Mice are the same way. Yep. All that stuff. So I think we 
I think there is an argument to say that we didn't necessarily have aliens coming and modifying us to make us more successful. Yeah. Because there are other species that have been, without building rocket ships or anything, tremendously successful just by being adaptable. Does that make sense? Spiders, birds. Right. I mean, you look know, at birds. So I watch birds all the time. So <clears throat> I've I have a bird feeder now. I'm I'm really proud of it. Even I, the birds I thank you, sir. It. I have five of them, and I have three birdhouses on the, my front porch of my house. I love my bird feeder. Like we got, I this is probably me getting older, but I got a bird feeder, and it's this really cool looking farmhouse like bird feeder, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And, Filled it up with bird feed and put it out in nothing. So I'm, I might throw some bird feed down just for them to understand that, hey, you know, there's something here. But yeah, that's me getting old. Talk. I, I have <laughs> hang, it, hang in there, man. We have uh, five bird feeders around our property <laughs> for, for songbirds, uh, for the sparrows, yeah. for the little birds. They go on that. I also have a flock of pigeons that hang out in front of my house on the phone lines and they don't go to bird feeders. That's not what pigeons do. Right. And I have an area, even in the winter, I keep it clear on the walk and I throw bird seed out and the pigeons come down and they eat that. Mm -hmm. And in the area where we live, there are a lot of hawks and the hawks like to eat pigeons. And yep. a lot of times when the pigeons are eating, the hawks will come down and buzz them and scatter them. And sometimes they'll grab a pigeon yeah. and people are like, Wow, you should stop that. Couldn't you put up a net? I was like, no. No. Because the, the hawks got to eat too. Yeah. It's all the cycle of nature. You mm -hmm. know, it's, I, I wouldn't stop the hawks if I had the ability and I don't, you know. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love birds, but I think they teach a lot of good lessons, you know. Yeah. It's like I mean, everybody's they... everybody's got to survive. Maybe there's a message in what we're talking about in terms of humans and aliens. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has to figure out their way forward. And yeah. if you weren't equipped to make your way, then the proof will be in the pudding because you won't be here next millennium. And right. if you are, then you made the transition and you found out how to go forward. I would say to you, no matter how it started, humans are here and we're so dominant, dominant to, in my opinion, a damaging mm -hmm. degree to the planet because we evolved and we figured it out. Some yep. ways we figured it out mentally. Some ways we just evolved and had a lot of flexibility. Yeah. You know? And there's a lot of species that didn't have that and they didn't make it. But you know who's successful than us? More successful than us? All the insects. They're, all of them. They're always going to be here until the planet mm -hmm. doesn't exist. And they outnumber us by literally tens of billions to one. Yeah. So, so talking about saltwater crocodiles i pulled this up this is have, i don't know if you've seen this but oh my god it makes noise stop making noise there we go so here's a saltwater croc you sure okay swimming around doing his little crocodile yeah thing. that's a croc it's not an alligator you're right and look at that there's a bull shark why Completely well, avoids. I think you realize the bull shark's smart enough. Like, I'm not attacking that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, screw that. But this one, I've seen this one before. This is, yeah, back in 2014. Yes, everybody, look at this. Oh my God, it's a shitty slideshow. Are you serious? Just show the damn picture. We'll pause it. We're getting rid of Steve Irwin. God rest his soul. This croc just based this shark. Just yeah. totally took him out. And, oh, yep. Here we go. Like Look at said, that. It's out, it's out in the Philippines, but the largest saltwater crocodile I have a picture of, if I wanted to go dredge it up right now, was almost 40 feet long. You know, it's it's insane. But yeah, I yeah mean, there, there, there's there's a croc just eating a shark. That's an alpha predator. 
if oh, yeah. you if you can live past around a year old as a saltwater crocodile, you're good. You're going to live as long as whatever your biology allows. Mm-hmm. Nobody else fucks with them. No, you know nobody. But we didn't evolve like that. We only exist because of our technology. Yes, we would that's be it. Wiped out. If we had to go in hand to hand fight everything else on the planet, this show wouldn't be happening because there'd be like nine people. Yes. You know, <laughs> bears would kill you. Sizable mid sized cats would kill you. Oh, yeah. Coyotes, so if there was more than five of them, would kill you. <laughs> you know, without our technology, we're not crap. The saltwater no, crocodile has been out there since dinosaur days, and nobody fucks with it. You know, yeah, so. no, no, nobody even dares. Uh, the even the big sharks don't want anything to do with that. Right. The great There's whites. Very are... few animals in that category, really. Now, one thing that I saw this, and I was really surprised by it. Because I was like, well, I, I didn't know that this happened. So we have this guy right here. This is a leopard hunt, killing a crocodile. Okay, I've never heard of that. Watch this. So that's actually the leopard coming up. I see it. That is crazy. That's not a big croc, but that's still an adult croc. Yeah. I mean, it's not like an 18-footer, but no. And it takes it into the water. And why would you do that? That's his territory. (laughs) Right? Like, it takes it into the water. That is so crazy. Oh, my God, man. I never saw that. That, That's nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of videos from Why South wouldn't America. Why would he drag it back up onto the beach? Right. Get get him out of his element. It's like, now I can cut your throat, right? Yeah. No, that, that is nuts. I got to go look into that. Yeah, I, I've seen, uh, there's a couple of videos. There's one, the jaguar is like up on a, a ridge, and it jumps down into the water, or leopard, whatever it is, jumps down into the water, grabs a freaking crocodile and pulls it out onto the land. And I was like, cats don't give us shit. Cats don't even want to be in the water. Say nothing with something with jaws like that. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh yeah. You definitely have to look into it. You will be blown away by the footage that exists. Wonders of nature, baby. Well, do you know alligators can climb trees? Don't even go there. (laughs) <laughs> I, I cannot have my day changed about alligators climbing cheese. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. And not little ones. Even eight, if it's true, I don't want to see it. No. Nope. I reject that. <laughs> no, no alligators. I reject I that reality. Tonight, asshole. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. There you go. So All right. Is... I'm coming up on my hour. I gotta yep, go. I was just gonna say. Hey, man, this has been great. Thank you for coming on and, and embracing the new uh, layout of the show. And I had a great time. I, I had I had a lot of fun. I apologize to anybody who was expecting it to be all UFO stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. But, you know, it's like everybody has their own interests. And I had a good time talking about this. Oh, yeah, I had a great time, too. I can't wait to talk to you again. I'm going to throw you in the back and do my exit, and then I'm going to render this and do all sorts of stuff. Have fun, oh, everybody. by the way, uh, if you guys haven't noticed, down at the bottom, you can find Jazz at Jazz Shaw on Twitter. Going across the bottom. I keep reminding myself to do that. Go ahead and send me that link. I'll put it down in the description and everything. Yep. All right. And you can always find me at the debrief. Absolutely. Well, that ends the first not live show. That's kind of weird. There's no no tweets, no no messages with, to mess with my ADD. 
But this is the new format. This works for me. This is a lot better for how I operate. And we are going to branch out into different topics and talk about a lot of different things. So if you made it this far, go ahead, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell icon to get the notifications. And like I said on last week's show, when those notifications come to your phone or wherever they come to, if you click on them, that actually helps any channel grow. It doesn't matter what the channel is, but if you click on those notifications, that tells YouTube that you are interested in the channel and that you want to view more content from the channel. Even if you don't, if you just do me a tiny little favor and just like click on it, like, you know, you know, you know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Okay, so yeah, it's Friday, it's uh Saturday, it's the 5th of uh February 2022, and uh signing off. I'm gonna I'm put like a thing here. Check out these videos. Ooh.